0: so much for making the time to join us for another episode of Sunday Mornings Podcast. Today we have the pleasure of chatting with Taryn Grual of Alaline Pilates. Taryn is a kinesiologist, strength trainer, Pilates instructor, and she openly and honestly shares all the ups and downs about her fertility journey. Today we're going to talk about vagina training, aka pelvic health and pelvic floor physio, and starting a brand new business during a pandemic and what that looks like. Hope you enjoy.
1: record
0: awesome (coughs) so we were actually just talking about covid this week you know the new restrictions Mm -hmm. some people have been getting the shot betty got the shot so we were just seeing how that all went down
1: yeah i got the shot a few weeks ago because i'm a kinesiologist which one did you get i got the pfizer and katie just got the astrazeneca and I, my was really sore, but besides that, I was feeling great. And she said she just had a mild headache. Okay. Oh, lucky. Mm-hmm. So she didn't feel anything poorly. I know a few people who've got that AstraZeneca one that was freaking everyone out and they all seem to feel great. So. <laughs> Look at that. <Betty. laughs> <laughs> He's like, nope, nope. <laughs> no like no no well it wasn't
2: too bad just uh, my stomach was off it was like having a little virus in me that I couldn't eat but yeah. my husband it hit like a ton of bricks like he was on the floor like fever all night body aches massive headache but I feel that I'm waiting for my blood work to tell me if I had it or not um oh. but I think I already had COVID in 20 oh, days, a while back because I was sick for like three months with like, I couldn't eat. I, I couldn't, like, I was sick. Like, I was so tired. All the symptoms of like COVID. So I almost feel like I had it.
1: Oh, uh, see, like, that's what I was thinking was like, I was like, oh, well, maybe I've already had it. And that's why I wasn't symptomatic. And Katie did have it. So I was thinking that she, m- for sure wouldn't have felt too much because she just mm-hmm. recently had COVID. So oh yeah. really mm-hmm. she's quarantined. She, at the beginning of the year, she was exposed. She was negative and she had her daughters and I guess the health um, assistants or who, th- who calls you um, was like, Hey, she was, they were like, you have to keep your daughters, even though you're negative and they weren't exposed. You have to keep them. Oh. So she was in COVID quarantine for two weeks. They, I think they misinformed her is what, when she actually got COVID mm. and then, um, and they misinformed her. And so she was, she's been, she was, had to be in quarantine after she, for the 14 days cause she had COVID and then another, um, another, what would it be? Seven days. Cause so she was in quarantine for 20 days with her two girls because she's a single mom oh my gosh
3: I heard actually like with kids because that happened to one of my clients too they her whole family like her daughter got it but they all ended up having to quarantine for like 20 days and she's like
1: that is the shittiest thing when you're so horrible <laughs> yeah. yeah and her ex like her ex-husband couldn't even take the kids like they were like it's not like um yeah so yeah, so I think, like, she, she's been in, I feel like she was in quarantine for most of the first quarter of our business. <laughs> I think the,
2: the government should supply, like, a nurse to help families that need it when you have, like, when you have to be in quarantine
1: <laughs> to give us a break. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I can't imagine. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, totally.
0: Um, okay, so, and then you guys started, good segue, right at the yes. peak, I feel like, of COVID
1: right? Yeah, we did. We started, um, we honestly just started by working together with social media. We had the same social media, um, director, uh, or consultant. And then, uh, we both were like, we should start a website to like help people move at home because people need that. And I was like, yeah, I was like, well, I'll do mine, you do yours. And then we were like, oh, we really actually like each other. Let's do this together. And then <laughs> so then, um, yeah, we started that and it was really, really great. Uh, it was cool the way it came together at a time where um, there wasn't a lot of uh, options and you felt like, okay, I have to put my whole business on hold. So for me, I was a personal trainer and Katie was just starting training one-on-one out of her studio. Yeah, and then we started um, the one beautiful thing I think we received through COVID. So that was really nice. Yeah, bizarre partnership. Yeah, so it's good. Did you
0: guys know each other before that or work together before that? Or was it just this like that that brought you together?
1: Um, So I was taking one on one Pilates classes or sessions with Katie um, because I had just taken, I was taking. Her course as well as I was doing all that because um, I wanted to learn Pilates for strength training and women's strength training and then she and then she was started training with me a little bit and we just had the same um, mentality and values when it came to training um, especially women um, and pelvic health um, so it kind of was like the perfect mix because I'm super passionate about women's pelvic floors I call it like vagina training (laughs) and I call it and (laughs) uh and um and strength training specifically and then obviously she's like the the queen of pelvic floor um and Pilates so it we just melded that way by like we weren't actually like didn't know each other very much Mm -hmm. Probably, probably maybe six months that's awesome yeah 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 we're like soulmates I think
0: I can totally I can totally tell in your photos and your videos Mm -hmm. together and when you guys are together (laughs) yeah you guys have known each other for like years and years and years you know
1: yeah no yeah it was just uh we just I don't know yeah I think like sometimes the world brings you what you need in the perfect time so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so I think for me going through my fertility treatment um I couldn't have like a better environment for my in my workspace So I think, um, yeah, it it just worked so well. I think if I was still in a gym with um, a whole bunch of dudes and nothing bad about dudes, just that um, I think where I was, I was burying my masculine energy. So, um, and I was trying really hard to get into my feminine energy. And um, I think when you put that stuff out there and you're like, meditating on it and stuff it you don't realize the way it's going to manifest in your life like how that's going to be brought into it right I was just like oh I'm going to wear more dresses and put on lipstick or something and then <laughs> right, and that's, what that's, girl, right? that's feminine right <laughs> yeah that's what somebody told somebody said it was um yeah and so then I think yeah and then this whole world where like I am now surrounded just by amazing women communities like your community and communities like um the women I train, the men and women I uh, train, are just of that nature. So it's pretty cool. That's, That's awesome. So funny.
0: It's so funny that you're talking about masculine and feminine energy. We were just talking about that with Betty because, well, you're very, very
3: masculine, and very masculine. It's true,
2: but we need to be. I carry the man in my relationship, and my husband is like the woman, like very gentle, very sweet, doting, and I'm very like what? What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and then the last two days, I'm like, he's like, oh, you made me coffee. Oh,
1: you're so cuddly. Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm changing. I'm trying to be different. <laughs> I'm very different. I I really think there's nothing bad with. I, I, honestly think it's like this beautiful balance of masculine and feminine. Cause, and I think it is like when you're too much in your masculine, like for me, I like, I lost my voice. Like I literally like for most of the year would not have a voice, um, which was really interesting. Cause now, yeah, like there's no issues with my voice. So I think that, and I'm training similarly, or at least talking just as much. I love to talk. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like had no voice. Um, I felt like my whole body had like this vibration to it. And then sometimes when I really lean into my masculine in life, cause I think that's where I feel most comfortable. Um, that's what I'm used to. Uh, I can feel that, like, I don't know if you've ever had that when you're like over exhausted and you feel like you're just like skin is vibrating. You're so tired. <sighs> and that's like kind of how I was, I was feeling training 50 hours a week in a gym. Mm-hmm. And, like, like you're trembling yeah and then that's when I realized like uh, is even like is the style of training that I've been following really actually good for women to be doing and like what if I change that my environment and I've changed the style of training still doing strength training but just like a little bit different uh honoring that like feminine energy how does that feel in my body and it was really cool it's been a really cool journey for myself and then I think um my clients get to be on that journey, which is interesting because I think sometimes they're just now on this journey, whether they like it or not. They're stuck with me, so. <laughs> <laughs> like on the road. Uh, yeah, so I I agree with you, Betty. I think it's it's a hard thing to do, and it then they really yeah, my husband really notices too. I think for sure
2: because mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. been this person for so long, and then like I have to I have to think before I do any, like, where I'd be, like, and now I'm, like, how am I going to do this, <laughs> you know, but it's good, like, I'm supposed to, like, do my hair every day, and put a little bit of makeup, and take that time to be feminine, and not be so, like, put a baseball hat on, and just sweats, and go, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) So yeah, it's, it's good. It'll just be, it'll be, you know what it's, it's just going to take time for me to adjust because I have to break my old to bring out the new of who I want. Right. Yeah.
1: I really like, even like me, and I don't know if it's again, fertility stuff, but um, I would like put my hands like in, in our training sessions, we always say hands on hip bones, fingertips on pubic bone, Uh but I was doing it before where I would be like, Panther, and I would just like breathe into like my womb and not even for fertility just for like oh that's what connects me to my feminine energy like for me that's what connects me and just the difference of like oh this is this is what where my feminine is right Very
2: cool.
1: yeah and it, yeah. I, I don't know I just made me have that moment with myself mm-hmm. every day yeah
0: that's awesome. I never thought of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Try it. It's cool and weird all at the same time. Because <laughs> when you're used to being in your masculine and then you do these things, you're like, this is so weird. Right? So it's all weird. And I don't know if I buy into it. Like, <laughs> yeah, It's like, yeah.
2: is it really going to be like different for me? Like, I'm not taking my control away, am I? Because I like to be in control.
1: control. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah. my
2: problem. I don't know if you're like that, but I want to control everything in my life. Oh. And that's what's affecting me is I can't have control. I have to let the control go and allow the good to come in me.
1: Yeah, I agree. I had a really good analogy. A client said to me um, a couple of weeks ago where she was like, "Tearing it's like this. It's like you have this massive river that's rushing down. And imagine you saw someone holding the trying to hold the river in the middle of the river and they're trying to control the river you would look at that person and say you're crazy get out of the river you're gonna die you know or it's gonna consume you and then I was like oh yeah and she's like instead you could just ride the river like ride the waves and don't try to stop them because they're gonna be there whether you like it or not (sighs)
0: a big aha moment I like that yeah that's, <laughs> yeah.
1: Cool. that's great yeah yeah um I thought oh man, that's so that's such a good um piece of advice mm-hmm. yeah that is really good because I'd yeah. probably
2: be like let me hold the fucking river
1: <laughs> I got it don't worry don't help me either I'm myself I'll do yes that. oh my gosh
0: <laughs> this resonates all so much with
1: me
2: <laughs> yes yeah. oh that's really yeah. awesome yeah it's good to it's
1: know good, like that there's other
2: people relating to that right because i'm like am i fucked up like that's the yeah. thing like i because i met um a spiritual person merle um she's mc creations and she's been helping me through some of my issues that i'm going through with just feeling like compressed and masculine and all that crap but <laughs> at the end of the session i'm like am i just am i fucked up like what's wrong with me she's like no it's just it's your bloodline and how you were and what you were raised to be. And it's 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 just you don't know who you are. You know who you are, but you have to find that way of who you mm-hmm. want to be, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. So it's good. I never used to meditate or do any of that kind of stuff. Now it's like, wow, okay, this is good. But I was telling mm-hmm. Barb, I'm supposed to hold things to ground myself. And I was like, screw that shit. I'm just gonna sit down, but then I fell. I was like, okay, I get it. I'll have to hold on to something. The universe is <laughs> killing mean,
1: you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So oh, I'm that's like, so. Oh, this is not a joke. I need to take this a little bit seriously. <laughs> like, yeah. But that's the masculine side of me, right? Oh, is this really true? This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it, right? But it is, I do believe it. Like, it is true.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It resonated with me when you said um, your coach or your guide was saying to yeah. you that. Um, it's just the way you're raised. Cause I think for me being South Asian, um, I always say this to some of my, like my, even to my mom, I said this to her um, and clients that I think as a South Asian woman, you're meant you and I bet you most women, I just, that's the way I was raised. Um, there's a part of you that's supposed to be feminine. You're supposed to get married. You're supposed to have babies. You're supposed to do all that, but actually everything else in your role or in your life, it just t- tells you to abandon that femininity because that femininity either can, can attract like the wrong attention. That femininity is too weak. It's too soft, be sh- harder. Yes. And I think, um, and, and so it almost causes you to have this like internal battle of my intuition isn't right. Mm-hmm. Cause society's telling me like what I feel isn't right. Mm-hmm. And the big thing I learned, I think, as I've been on this journey of stepping into my feminine, was um, that stepping into my femininity, like, is 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 bringing me back into my intuition of like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what my body is telling. Me. And feelings are what make is like the fact that women feel more isn't a bad thing. The fact that mm-hmm. we feel more is an asset. Right. Like, we, you know, like we empathize with people, we understand people's perspectives on like why they are doing things so even if it was like from a business perspective it was like aha uh-huh. and then from a connection to people perspective it was like oh yeah the fact that I always feel more than like those who are more masculine and I let myself tap into that is only going to be an asset in my life um but my whole life I've been told it's a weakness right so don't <sighs> do much, don't cry crying like why do women cry or women are so emotional right and then you think no 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 um it's like good for with you with my strength yeah but I think we we're told that so then you're just having that internal battle your whole life and then you get to a space where we are and you're like oh like, I feel so exhausted like I'm just always tired and it's because you're fighting yourself all the time you're right. fighting those those internal energies I don't know that's why I look yeah at that the class. demons
2: that are trying to take over
1: yeah and it's just like oh if I have a balance like, like that you wanting to wear a baseball cap and sweatpants is, is totally okay maybe if you've done your meditation and you feel feminine mm-hmm. in your mask in your baseball cap and your sweatpants because I feel the most comfortable in that style of mm-hmm. like when I put on a dress or something I or like heels I feel like a little bit oh. out of my body but if I put a pair of sneakers on with my dress I feel a little better
4: <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> Yeah, but I so.
2: but I think that's true what you're saying I think we carry that like because we're women, you know, we protect ourselves a lot because we don't wanna be hurt by certain people. And Mm -hmm. we deal with a lot as women. And I think that's where we carry that masculine side to be like, no, you're not gonna hurt this. No, you're not gonna break this. And, And I see that in my daughters, especially my eldest. Like the other day, you know, it's like, my husband was like, no don't cry don't let them better you and I'm like no let her cry she used cry he's like oh he's like I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm like no remember you're making her masculine like me and that's fucking wrong <laughs> so I let her cry and I was like and I heard her and I was like hey you know what it's okay you're okay to feel this you're okay to have those emotions you know But I think that's the problem with women in a society is girls put a lot of girls down and do a lot of that. So we grow up being affected by all of this. And that's Mm -hmm. why we carry that masculine in us.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So,
2: you know, it's, it's just, it's hard. That's why it's a hard, that's why I'm like, for me, from speaking to my spiritual person, it's like, I have to do better for me, for my girls, And for my son, like I have to show that it's okay to have that gentle side. It's okay to like you know be gentle and to be this way. You don't always Mm -hmm. have to be angry or stick up for yourself. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, you
2: can just let it down, right? Let that guard down.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's hard. Yeah, that's what's hard to like. Yeah, reprogram yourself It's hard to do. (laughs) You've been one way for so long, and I think humans we think like we're so used to quick like um what do you call that when you just get it really like instant gratification instant Mm -hmm. gratification so you think like okay well yeah I know I've been like this for how many years but I'm going to change and I want it now I want it in a month I want it in a year I want that to turn around and and I think that's something I've learned too is like oh yeah I can't it can't just reverse you know 35 years of whatever I need to like um, It's gonna take time, mm-hmm. and to be, it was yeah. So I think that's a thing too: is be kind to yourself as you go through this, because you're, you, there's, it's unrealistic to think you're gonna flip. And if you're a person in control, you're always like, "Do it now! Just yeah. check it off the list." Mm-hmm. I'm feminine. Check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, <laughs> yeah. am I there? No. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. Well oh, this is such That's a crazy. nice way to start a Sunday. <laughs> this is what we do. Yeah.
0: yeah. It. it was a little rough at the beginning because we were talking about COVID and just the all the ailments that come with the shot, but yeah, we're good now. <laughs> we're
1: riding the wave. We're riding the wave. Riding the wave. <laughs> <laughs> right in the That's it. <laughs>
2: You know what, it sucks with COVID with everything that's happening, but I've come to realize I feel like COVID's come for a reason to really show everybody that, you know, you don't need a lot in your life. And maybe this is what we need is a lot of soul searching and a lot of healing that we've all been maybe going through, right? Because for so long, we've been like, go, 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 that COVID's put a stop on it. And I've just been really noticing, like, you can really see a lot more people's emotions coming out more. And like, because we have more time to think, right? And I think it's affecting, I don't know, I just think in some way COVID, it's kind of like it's changed everybody in in a perspective way. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I think for better. Yeah, I think it's like very much so stopped our ways of dissociating from our (laughs) issues, our distractions in our life. We've been forced to stop. And... um, my husband just brought me coffee because I haven't had anything. Wow. Man. <laughs> he's, he's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I think. um, <laughs> <It's> like, <sorry. laughs> I'll keep him for a little longer. Uh, yeah. I think COVID just had us all dissociate. Um, I think it's had us. i oh, sorry. i stop our dissociations and our distractions. We've been forced to. So I think, yeah. Then you realize these. Hey, like, yeah, I'm always. Or angry, or I have no voice, or you know, like all these little things come up, and then um, th- there's nowhere to go to distract your mind. Mm-hmm. So you have to deal, I think, sometimes. So, which, yeah, is sometimes great and sometimes really not great, but yeah.
0: Part of it. Um, so, I was, I was going to ask, Mm -hmm. because of COVID and your business did you guys have to change much at all or were you kind of more set up to run your business with all the restrictions and that sort of thing
1: um I we had to pivot like so we had to pivot with the online training for the first while while everything was completely shut down and I always say I'm a um I'm a fair weather trainer so it has to be like, I'm not going to train somebody in a park. It's just not my style. It's, it's not really anything bad with training in a park. It's the fact that like, it's too, it's, it's too hard for me. I don't know what it is. It's me. It's not the park. <laughs> um, and so my clients all laugh because yeah. So um, when this all happened, Katie and I found, a, she already had a small studio space. So we just um, extended it and I put in like racks and things and we did that. So, one-on-one personal training, it didn't affect unless I was like in a shared gym space. And then once we were in like a one-on-one space and it was quite more boutique, it was great. And then I have a lot of clients who had home gyms. So like a couple of days a week I would go to the gym. So it didn't really affect me too too much. If anything, it affected my mindset um, on um, how, again, like sitting and being like, oh, I was working way too much they don't have to work that much. You know, I don't have to train that much. Also it's like COVID in itself is exhausting. So I think like that made us switch a lot. I know a lot of trainers or people in the wellness industry really Mm. dropped their hours back Mm. and just said like, I don't need to be pushing that hard. I just had two weeks or, you know, a month of going almost with no business that now I can, um, I can balance it a little more and have some more work-life balance. So I know a lot of people, not just my business, but have like really dropped their hours like, and, and found different other ways of either um, revenue streams or different career paths that they wanted to take. So I think it like did do that, for, do that for a lot of people. And I think for me, yeah, it really did help having the website, just doing that and having an online platform was really helpful.
0: Um, your IG lives are really great because I feel like you totally can't see any of us.
1: Yeah. Can't see <laughs> Talk to
0: everybody as if, you know, you can see us. Uh, one of the kids popped in and they're like, is this live? I'm like, it's live, but she can't see you right now. They're like, oh, wow. And then they're like waving at the screen and stuff. But you don't know.
1: <laughs> oh, so cute. Oh, that's cute. You know, I did that because I felt like um, after I shared my fertility story on Instagram, I felt like... Um, A lot of people like had asked me about like exercises that you can do while you're going through the program or like didn't even know I had like a platform or any of that. So I thought, oh, you know what? And I had this new group of people. And I think movement is a privilege for a certain group of people. And if you've never been um, exposed, like I've had movement in my life, like I've played sports my whole life. I've done all that, but not everyone has. And so sometimes I think the exposure isn't there to try and to commit to something when you haven't is like they don't like or even like know what move like a session, a Pilates session is or a class is because they've never tried it. So I thought that would be great. It's like a great way. And then I just kind of really wanted to connect to people and get messages from people and me message people back after workouts and have that sense of community again because we're in this like weird semi-lockdown, right? So yeah. it's it's like a weird where people, and people like there's a lot of fear with going out and doing things. And so I thought, um, still so with people. So I thought this is just like a nice way. And, and then it actually gets me up and working out on a Friday when it's my like office day. So yeah. it's like really, it's a little bit selfish.
0: <laughs> I like it, I like it, I'm
1: a fan. Aw, thanks, thanks, and, I appreciate it. Um, just like a little quick one.
0: And you are sharing your fertility story
1: yeah
0: Yeah. was that something I don't know did you plan on doing or just one day you're like fuck it like this is what I'm going through I'm just gonna (laughs) share with what's going on
1: yeah you know I didn't I honestly thought I was gonna go through it all and then see what it was like and then maybe share and then Katie had a great point because I was like should I share should I not and she's like I feel like it's going to be healing for you I think for you as me as a person she's like I think it's going to be healing for you and I really have a great support network that was like yeah I think if you want to do it and if you don't you just don't post about it and just wait it doesn't it doesn't need to have a and so when I posted the first one after that I was like whoa like so many people reached out and one I felt so much love and support and that was really um, reinforcing that, okay, this is okay. And then two, I think, um, the amount of stories of women who was all, all women who shared, um, their stories or their experiences or their, like, um, their journeys and have come out the other side or people who are in real time, almost going through the same thing as me. And then saying like, oh yeah, like literally like when I was reading your words it was like word for word what I was feeling almost and then it was like oh it's interesting that we're all so united with this experience but none of us like even though people shared their stories prior to it wasn't in that deeper way and so it was really nice to hear that people that that there was a deeper connection and I think sometimes with that deeper connection comes a community even if it's unspoken you just feel like okay we- we have each other's backs. So we're all going through this and we're all sending each other good energy. So I think that was the gift that kept in me wanting to share. I think so. I think that that was after the first one. And yeah, I think it's become something beautiful. Sometimes it's like exhausting. Like I think uh, I'm a jewer and I'm a... Um, not a doer but I like control so I think this actually did give me some sense of control and then when I'm in a hard time um I do well in chaos which is what I found in COVID because Katie and I pivoted pretty quick um and then this fertility stuff I do well when like sh- shit hit the fan and like I'm just like ah that's when I do my best when this when the dust settles is when I like I start to like twitch and i think like so yeah so i kind of went silent on it for a while went back to movement and then i think yeah this next week i'll, I'll kind of talk a little more but i think when i um yeah so that's the hardest part is like the waiting part and then you're just sitting there waiting and it just messes with your head as those all who right. to this probably know right yeah so yeah so i think now it's like learning to like ride the wave and be okay with like not sharing all the time until i'm ready to share and then share when i want to and not feeling obliged to so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah because like sometimes it's exhausting but also very rewarding so yeah yeah and it's it's good because it's
2: it's your journey and it's yours to be told only right when you're
1: ready yeah 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 so right now I'm like in that um stage of like I did my first transfer and my um I so I did my first IVF Egg retrieval, transfer, first transfer. I got pregnant, and then it didn't work out. I miscarried, and then now I'm waiting. And I didn't know, and I, I didn't know this that once you miscarry, it can take a really long time for you to get your period. I didn't know that. Oh, so and I was just waiting, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. And my miscarriage wasn't like super heavy. Like it was, it was, it was weird. And my fertility, like, and I think this is the interesting thing that I want to talk more about is like, as I get into this in the future, is like women's health and, and like how sometimes you're just so misguided and it's not necessarily like what I thought was like, Oh, is it my clinic? And then you realize, no, no, no. It's like every clinic. And then it's like, Oh, like actually like learning, like I just so happened to refer to my GP during this to get like a blood test for iron. Um, And when I did that after my miscarriage, he was like, don't go right back into it. And I was like, what? He's like, give yourself, he's like, if, if, if you weren't doing IVF, I would tell you to give yourself like two to three months, like two periods before you start trying again. Mm -hmm. And like, all I had to do was just ask my clinic, like, Hey, I heard somebody that I know who's at another clinic just went back and tried again. So can I, and instead of like being like, well, no, Karen, specifically with your, your journey, it's better to like there's not enough of that. And so I just was lucky enough to go to my GP. And I think like sometimes talking about those things, going through this process is really helpful because like, then my GP was like, you need to wait and slow down and hold up mm-hmm. and, I, and let your body heal. And I was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. But nobody told me that. And I was just comparing myself to another friend going through it, whose situation is so different. Um, so I think like, these are like the things that are valuable in sharing your story. And like, I've had so many valuable conversations with friends um, and colleagues and and other practitioners even just saying like, oh, this is what I've heard in the experience and then going and asking questions, which I think a lot of women, it's such a overwhelming time. And then if you don't share your story, you don't hear that support. And so you just kind of like stick to what they tell you, right? And what I've not realized is like, all fertility clinics suck. <laughs> and I need that in like, not in like a bitter way in like a way of like, I think the standards for like, yeah. patient care need to be better. And I think it's very medical, which yes, that's great. But I think we can't we have to stop making excuses for the doctors and their their system and, and saying like, well, it is medical. So that's it is like, no, like we pay you so much money, like, get a therapist on board, get a social worker on board, get somebody else to talk to me after and explain the logistics the, the, to it. Or the emotional shit or like, yeah, the logistics of it all or have like a, anyways, I could go on for days. Like, but but, but yeah, that's right? true.
2: It shouldn't always be like that, right? Like, oh, you know, maybe it's this and that. They really need to be more better with that because you do go through a lot Of really rough emotions. And I say that because one of my clients last year, she went through fertility for a few years. Mm -hmm. And um, she's now a mom of two. But sitting there in her journey and hearing her, and she was like, you know what, Betty, you're the first one that actually heard my journey. Because when going in fertility, it was like they just, they would just pump, 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 pump. And they'd be like, oh, sorry, let's try again. But there was no like, how, how are you doing? There was no empathy. There was no like emotions to be. It was like it was like a money making machine. Like you go to the candy store, you can't get enough of that candy
4: until you yeah. get
2: it. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry that you went through that. And she was like, yeah, she's like, it's it's a money making business, right? Mm-hmm. And they and they don't hear us and they don't carry that emotion. So it, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, for me, it's like. I've never been, had that because I, I have five kids, but to hear someone going through that, it's hurt. It's painful mm-hmm. because I can't imagine what you guys are going through. Right. Cause that it's hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think like it, it is a money-making machine and I don't know if it's like the idea that like, um, that it it necessarily like each clinic is just only thinking about that. I think uh-huh. it's just the standards. Like you don't just like in Canada and the standards in uh-huh. the United States. It's a across the board. And so yeah, I think just like and we know that like emotional and physical stress are are aligned and are integrated. So like if you're if we're physically stressed from hormones and uh, okay. testing and blood tests and all these things, and then on top of it emotionally stressed and then you're there's no support for that uh going through the process it's go- going to affect someone mm-hmm. and I think like um and then not everyone it's already expensive not everyone can afford a therapist right so I think like that's also a thing is like I really I tell everyone I was like oh get acupuncture go to therapy in, in between because I think it's really important um, it, if nothing else, it's just regulating your stress, which they know, like there's a correlation between stress and, um, and conceiving. Right. So, um, I think, yeah, but I, I think there's just not enough. And I, I don't even think it's just fertility. I think there's not enough education out there in women's health in general or support. There's just not like whether you're just got pregnant, And now it's COVID and you're pregnant and you hear your clients. And I bet you, you hear this where there's like a lack of support. Um, And there's, and then I think there's also the idea of post-pregnancy and you go from being this beautiful pregnant mama to this beautiful mama after, and now you're a vessel for milk and um, a baby and, and and your, your journey um or healing is put on the back burner and I mm-hmm. think, like yeah and by the not just person like personally but like from the medical system right like mm-hmm. from like what you could be going through what's going on with my body or even in childbirth what's happening I think there's just not enough out there and this is just me hearing from client stories and um learning more and more and just reading more about it all I think um it's true what, yeah it,
2: it is true you're sent home right away And you're not getting the full support that you and not everybody can afford, you know, postpartum doulas, you know, and, you know, and that's been really hard on people or you get shut down of, oh, that's just the blues. Don't worry about it. It'll pass. No, it's not the fucking blues. It's, it's anxiety. It's bad, you know? And these are signs that are being compressed away because now it's even worse now because of covid because Mm -hmm. no one can see it right and so a lot I see it a lot more with moms now to like really see what they're going through
1: you know yeah I think so I think I've even seen it with yeah like moms who've had their pregnancy during COVID had babies during COVID and I think that's been like a, a stress like just that stress of like of covid and then on top of it going through that whole process right i think it mm-hmm. is um is nerve-wracking and i think and i think yeah again there's not enough support there's not enough uh, understanding or um in our medical system to understand there's just not enough research out there for women's health for women, like definitely. i don't know if you've read this book in the flow but like, i'm obsessed with of eighty, <gasps> but she's- she's freaking the best so in the flow is about like your your cycle uh thinking um she talks a lot about the patriarchy and the medical system Mm -hmm. and and how um women's health is viewed through the lens of the patriarchy and then because we think about it like women like in our lifetime how many women female doctors like the 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 amount of more female doctors there are right now prior to maybe in our parents age where like I look at like our, like, you know, parents, grandparents for women, there was like three jobs that you could do, you know, and now women are more educated. They have more opportunity we're we're slowly climbing up the equity ladder, (laughs) ladder, right? And I think um, it's really prevalent in women's health because like, who are the textbooks written by? Who's the research done on? Um, and so then you think about that and then you think, how how does that have a trickle down effect to like finding an OBGYN? Like I even just know as a female strike trainer, um, and I train women postpartum and like how I view their bodies so differently than a male trainer Mm -hmm. and like, you know, and, and, and I think that, um, it's just like, yeah, I have like, it's just, unless I, like, I just, I know what it feels like you know or i know what it feels like to try to weight train on the first day of your period happening. Um, so happening like, i was you gonna
0: know. say too even how you were saying it's so different for women and not a lot of people know about it, of course unless you're a woman and even at that we don't even know um you know how you do mm-hmm. a lot of exercises for pelvic floor yeah you talk about it and you try to describe it as best as you can mm-hmm. so like i'm trying my best on the other end but uh i went to go see a female doctor at trailor the physiotherapy place. Yeah. And she's like, okay, if you're comfortable, we're going to do an internal check. I'm like, yeah, totally cool. So she put on her gloves and she, you know, was feeling around and she's like, muscle? you feel this muscle so that, and I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even know there's different levels of muscle inside there. Okay. I want you to tighten this or squeeze this or try to pull it in together. And I'm going to put my hand there and you have to try to wrap your muscle around it. I'm like, oh my God. My entire life, I didn't even know
1: that no. I was supposed to. Oh my god!
0: I need
3: this. to go to this. Oh, oh, I'm
0: typing my pelvis right. right now. I'm like, wait, can I do? She's it? like a 60 year old ish <laughs> woman, but she she's like one of those totally amazing, inspiring women that knows the women body that's there to support you.
1: Wow. Yeah. You know what's interesting about the pelvic floor, and I think that, well, there's lots of that's interesting, but um I think for women is. Uh, postpartum, I, I tell every woman to go to pelvic floor physio, even if you haven't had a baby, you should just go and like, learn all the things that happen in there. Um, but I think, um, for postpartum, like in places such as Europe, you, you have 12 physio sessions with a pelvic floor physio. Oh, wow. And here you don't. And it's really, really important. If your knee blew out and you had to get knee surgery or your shoulder, you would have physio after you just gave birth. How can you not have physio? That's Whether so it's C section or vaginal, why aren't you like your body has expanded and yeah. then it's trying to heal? You need to. And once you know the muscles of the pelvic floor, you realize that like they're the muscles that stabilize your hip. So if you're getting like yes. back pain, if you're getting hamstring pain, if you're getting and then that radiates to your knees, that can radiate up to your mid-thoracic back. So like all of that is really important to understand, right? Like if you have given birth, like your abs have separated, your pelvis is like is meant to, and this is interesting. Like I think a lot of people don't know, is like our pelvis is, is in the female gender, in the female body. If we're just thinking anatomically, biologically, um, is meant to expand. Males hips aren't, built to expand they they don't have that ability to expand so then we've expanded and then I have like a lot of women go oh my rib cage like is so much broader and my hips are so much broader or and then you think okay let's like work on like wrapping the musculature of your torso, like the muscles of your abdominals back into place like let's pull them let's get those muscles to work again because they've had a like a what it would be like a 14 13 month holiday like really because it's nine months of pregnancy and then you know and we stop working the core in a a, a a certain area of that right like once you're pregnant you don't really work your core like you're supposed to you would if you weren't and then after you have six weeks to eight weeks where we won't trainers shouldn't train people and they should send them to a pelvic floor physio and get postnatal mm-hmm. care and then you come so that's like a long time it should be part of our medical seriously Peace.
3: Is there like a point where it's too late to fix your pelvic floor? Because my, like,
1: my first kids, no, was like my uh, first never <laughs> No, I have moms who have like kids are in university who come in and oh. then we send them over and like, there's never, there's no, it's never too late. Cause we just want to stop things like, um, um, really we're, we're trying to stop things like prolapse. We're trying to stop things like, um, you peeing every time you jump. Yeah. Oh, um, is
0: adoption. that me? Yes. <laughs> or, or deadlift. It happens when you deadlift. You
1: deadlift? Well. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I recommend when you're deadlifting. You know how we do the pelvic floor, breathe in into the base of your pelvis. And then when you deadlift, instead of pushing out, think of if you push out when you strength train. And this is where a lot of things happen. Yes, like I think if you go for really heavy, it's different, but if you're lifting route, like nobody's trying to go to the Olympics. So like and if you are great, then that's different. But, um, I think pushing out, think about it. Your pelvis then goes down and your, your, the musculature of your torso comes out yeah. versus if you, when you're lifting in a deadlift, if you inhale to drop and then exhale, you pull up Now I'm going to say the words rectum perineum and you lift and you wrap the muscles around the bone, like your pelvic floor physio was telling you you will you're less likely to pee. You shouldn't I'm pee. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, wait, wait, I'm not pee when you deadlift, do not pee when you lift. That means you're putting way too much pressure on And that's not like shaming. That's like, I, like, just, we could just do like a 15 minute deadlift video one day. It's
2: true. We, we should, should, that'd be so Zoom, good.
1: You just Zoom call me and I'll be like, okay, do this. Pull your, pull your, pull your vagina up. It's true. It's true. You're,
2: you're so
3: true I with what you, you said. Like, so just so you don't pee like if I'm mm-hmm. about to do a big sneeze and like hold it in and then sneeze oh, yeah. like it doesn't take long it's all so sad it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't take long to train it
0: um this is TMI but yeah. <laughs> I have a cold you know when you have a cold you cough for like four days right it just gets worse and worse and worse and your stomach hurts because you're coughing so much yeah about a second third day if i have to cough i'm standing and i'm already crossing my legs because i know yes. it's, it's like been too much for the muscle so it doesn't have that <laughs> tightness anymore so it's already oh uh, i hate it legit legit i'm like walking about to cough or sneeze and then i have to like just do a little kind of curtsy
2: yeah i'm <laughs> the Ask same me, way yes. i've sneezed and been
3: like oops <laughs> I legit have peed in my pants in public twice Yeah, after Amelia. So in the last like four years, I've peed in public twice. So legit, like couldn't even stop it. Oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> oh,
1: it's you gotta see, you gotta <laughs> see Barb's girl. You gotta see, <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, who is this
2: person?
3: Shoving Penny. There? I need her to tell me <laughs> what's
2: happening. Penny. <laughs> Gotta see
1: yeah. Barb's grow
2: but but you're true in what you said about like your hips and your like um what is it your calves and all of that and your glutes every because turning forty five is like since COVID hit it's been the worst for me with my pelvis my hips my glutes and everything because my husband's a personal trainer and he's yeah. like. I told you after the kids, that you didn't want to listen. You were like superwoman. I don't need this shit. But now look what you're going through. I'm like, fuck you. I don't need to hear that from you. (laughs) But it all has to do with delivering my babies. Because I never really took care of myself there. So now I'm like, okay, I really have to do things differently.
1: Yeah, I would just go see Barb's girl for the public. I'm going to get her Mm -hmm. name too, Barb yeah it's good if you had a great
0: experience let's see if she's
1: still there but hopefully yeah 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 but I think there's so many great pelvic floor physios out there because it is a specialty so it's like um it's not going to be just like your regular physio they're specialized in pelvic floor Mm -hmm. physio so um I like recommend every person to go and and yeah they'll just say like oh your left side's tighter than your right or your right side's stronger than your left and they'll tell you all those things and they'll, they'll ask you, they'll be like, do you want to know what muscle I'm palpating? And, and then they'll tell you and you'll be like, Oh, that's so cool. Palpating means like pressing on, oh. um, So they'll tell you like, Oh, this is the muscle I'm pressing on right Like Barb said. So it's kind of cool. It is cool. There's I a think, lot happening there.
2: Yeah. I think we should have that. Like for us moms, like within those after six weeks is give us that therapy that we need for, to help us heal. Like, it should oh. be covered for us. Damn, we're bringing babies into this
3: world. Barb, is that right. thing, like, that doctor you went to, is that covered or no, it's not? It's, like,
0: something I don't think so. so. I, I don't have coverage, so I just paid for it. But it I is think it's, physio. Like
1: physio, so it's physio. It's physio. Can,
3: it's, like, extended. And it'll be, I
1: have, yeah, I
3: extended just wonder, health will cover. Yeah. I wonder, though, cover. like because women would need things like that so, uh-huh. like we do need to know what's going on down there and like what muscles are working and what's not so why isn't that covered like why is that a specialty thing like yeah i, I get your wax work. pulled out of my kids ears is free but like, <laughs> sure that my, health, like my public
4: health is okay but the, <laughs> oh, no, that's
3: what's ridiculous is that that's free right and come on like it's
1: stupid <laughs> um I do. I agree. I think it's really interesting to the fact that like, it's it's not interesting. It's crappy that it's not, it's not provided. Like I know Mm -hmm. even for someone like uh, Katie has her own story and she's so vocal about it, but um, and she shares a lot, but like for her going into her pregnancy or her birthing story was like her pelvis was (laughs) hyper-contracted. So she didn't know how to release like, so I even tell women pre-pregnancy when you're, when you are pregnant or you're thinking about getting pregnant, even just to go in and just see what's happening is really great because if you're hypercontracted, like that means just you're super tight. So then what happens is, is, is when you're trying to give birth, if you don't know how to breathe correctly and, um, relax the pelvic floor, you're like kind of fighting the baby to come, come out. And so she has her own story which I think is really interesting and is that what causes you like from a lot of women having c-sections then from being so tight sometimes Uh, I think everyone is very specific and I'm not a doctor so I can't yeah 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 yeah. I think I think um it can it can just make things more complicated it can just make Mm -hmm. things like and, and it's not a fear thing it's more like oh like let's educate ourselves about Uh it so that when we do give birth, we know what's going on. Right. And Uh there's so many things that happen with C-sections. Like it's so, it's just like everybody's body is going through so much. So it just depends what it is. Uh We
2: should, it should almost be in those care packages, Mm -hmm. you know, those care packages that like, well, they give it to you after you have birth. And I'm like, well, where's all this stuff that we need? And they're like, yeah, we don't do that. I'm like, really? Like that should be in the hospital packages. Like seek pelvis help when you you know like go see someone check your pelvis blah blah blah, blah, blah right.
1: Oh that- yeah, like I think it should be like it's usually like six weeks after birth. Then you should mm-hmm. go to a pelvic floor physio. Not not before your body's still healing. So six mm-hmm. to eight weeks. Yeah. Um, before uh, I didn't even hear me.
3: about any of like my pelvic floor until after she was born. So, wait, mm-hmm. like very new right? right so in the last right? four years is the first time I was ever like introduced to my pelvic floor and what the fuck it was and I was like mm-hmm. yeah
2: I never even heard of that when I was having Ethan because I kept complaining about my pelvis hurting and they were like not there was nothing to be said about it it's crazy so, yeah.
1: yeah I think it's very new so like I think it's like a really new topic and I think Ontario's like for Canada, Ontario's a little more progress, progressive in it. And I think we're a few years behind them. And then obviously Europe is uh, quite far along. Like they're like, like any of my, a few, and the reason I heard of pelvic floor physio was I had a few French clients who were like, yeah, we go to uh, this pelvic floor physio. She's French. We love them. And uh, this is who we go to because back home, we would have pelvic floor health. And I was like, Oh, and then I started to look into it. And then when I met Katie, and she's all about that. So then it was like, oh, this is really, this is an interesting world I never knew about.
4: It's probably so crazy for the Europeans. It's like if we went somewhere and we're like, my back hurts. And they're like, yeah, we have nothing. We can help you <laughs> with that. Like, sorry. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's part of your body. I went to one after I had my daughter. And it, like, it changed me. Like, I sh- and then she had a baby. So she went on mat leave. But um, she brought out, like, a the model of what it looks like like she opened up the model it was so cool and then she would show me where she was touching like and I have I'm not connected with my body down there at all like I could not tell you where she was touching even if she showed me I was like yeah so it's just so interesting
1: and you're not alone you're not alone with that like Mm -hmm. I don't think many women most women I don't think would know like what's happening there. yeah Um
0: Taryn, I think you and Katie should do like vagina talks or something. Honestly, yeah,
1: we should do that's vagina great. talks. No, I fun, you know. Yeah, DJ DJJ Talks. Yeah, we'll okay, that's a good idea. We'll do vagina talks, that'll be funny.
0: Yeah, it'll I, be funny. And fun. in
1: series, like. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, seriously. You yeah. can do the workout, the stretching, but then I don't know, maybe IG lives or maybe Zoom or maybe a podcast because you guys, honestly, you have, like you said, you're like soul sisters. Yeah, you guys you are time. hilarious and very <laughs> easy to talk to, but also knowledgeable.
1: Yeah, mm. maybe we'll do. Um, I think it'd be fun to do it. Like I always like IG Lives because I think it it opens the conversation up to people who may not have access to like that stuff where they just never hit, uh-huh. hit the radar. Uh-huh. So and then signing up for a zoom might be difficult, but maybe we'll do like a little, like a little, yeah, like a I do live series. And then I know we're looking to do a workshop in the next few months, which will be like um, like a mini um, workshop or retreat or something on the pelvic floor and have pelvic floor specialists come on. That's so awesome. it'll be like, yeah, it'll be like movement, education, and we'll have like a pelvic floor physio come in, maybe an OBGYN come in and we want to get an acupuncturist in to Fair. talk about like seasonal eating and like eating for your menstruation and eating post prenatal, all that stuff. I think it's good. I don't know. What acupuncture and Chinese medicine and Ayurvedic medicine are like changed the way I eat. So I think it's so important too. Like, I love that.
4: That's the other thing that should be covered is acupuncture. Uh-huh. Like, through my extended health, I get $120 I think for the whole year, but like massage is unlimited. And after I had my daughter, I could not sleep at all. Like I couldn't sleep for a week. And I was seeing an acupuncturist during my pregnancy and she came to my house, poked me a couple of times and I passed out. Like it worked immediately. So I totally believe in it. It's just, it should be covered also.
2: But they don't believe in that stuff.
4: That's the problem. They don't give it to us.
2: It's just like the Chinese medicine, the natural paths, Mm -hmm. all of those things should be a part of our medical system. We shouldn't have to pay extra for that. Because I think everything combined together can make everything so much better.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally. And the fact that the select few have the privilege of, of being able to experience that. Mm-hmm. Like I think about it and I go to acupuncture weekly and like, you know, when I was going for fertility and I think it's it's been a game changer for me. Like it gave, gave me my first, I was waiting forever for that, my period after my miscarriage, not forever. It wasn't as long as some people, but- for me, I was just like waiting and I went and saw her. And like the next day I got it.
0: Wow. I mean, See? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like as she was just, and then before when I was trying to, uh, tr- starting my, um, IVF just before my IVF treatment, my cycles were so short and she was like, okay, let's lengthen your cycles. Cause like they keep, they're not like st- the duration of your cycles might be the problem of why you're not, um, conceiving. So then she lengthened my cycles to like 28 days from 20 oh, days. Crazy. Wow. Wow! Yeah, it, it was so yeah. cool. She's like amazing. I don't even want to tell you her name because I don't want her to be too busy, but I will. She's, <laughs> she's Everyone tells me like all of her patients or clients of mine that I refer. I like stop telling people about her. She has no availability.
4: What's her? Uh, where is she? Well,
1: she's that. Uh, <laughs> <Yes, sir. laughs> Who is she? Who's this magical woman? Her name's uh, Teddy Fisher, and she's at The Nest. She has her own little clinic, and it's on- I follow her. Yeah, she's the best, right? She's a good friend of mine. Teddy Fisher, right? Like, on Instagram, I just started following her because I find her just so interesting. Oh, Oh, she's really great, yeah. She's become one of my good friends, and, uh, like, I don't know if she's my good friend, but I think of her as my (laughs) good friend. She's like, ah, just tearing he's trying to hang out with me, but- (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um she's great she's great and she's at the nest as her clinic and she's mm. yeah she's just an amazing um she's great with women's hormones I Somebody really feel like she's so dead. cool, mm-hmm. Somebody did well, it cool.
0: 10. it's 10 o'clock we don't want to keep you for the whole oh, yeah. thing because obviously yeah. you go on for a couple
1: more hours I know I was like I could talk to you all for so long <laughs> I'll come back anytime this is so come fun back. yeah yeah you yeah. Thanks for having me I really appreciate it
0: it's so nice to hang out with you yeah,
1: yeah so thank nice you for talking to, talk to us. us no and sharing
0: nice. everything and for sharing yes it's awesome
1: oh yeah thanks for letting me just talk for an hour that's nice <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> that's I love funny. talking <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't wait well, to see see your journey and yeah and it, I'm gonna yeah. I'll post more about it I'm gonna post more about the waiting because I've been waiting and I think it's the honestly somebody told me that the waiting would be the hardest part and it is the hardest part like I thought like okay the shots and and then I was doing my own shots and that was okay I didn't actually that didn't bug me too much and then but then it was the actual like Mm. physical I think you can handle I don't know I feel like as a woman you can handle the physical Mm. but it's the the waiting for like the next like you just like I just want to be pregnant and this is supposed to be my like sure go why isn't it happening but yeah it all come will. in time. It will happen for you. Yeah, free. I know. Not, I'm not gonna stop pulling the river. Yeah. So that's yes. Ride the wave.
2: Ride
1: the wave. Yeah,
2: and it and it all it's all like maybe everything that they say that like what I've been told is everything that happens for a reason, and you're on this journey for a reason, and yeah. maybe you're that person to share these beautiful stories to help other women, and that's yeah. you are healer. Like you're healing. Yeah.
1: You. yeah yeah thanks yeah that's a great perspective mm-hmm. appreciate
0: it so enjoy your well,
1: sunday. A- yeah you too thanks so much for having me have a great weekend all of you or sunday yeah, me too. okay bye-bye Bye. Cheers. Cheers.
4: Cheers.
0: Bye. and that's a wrap on another fun episode of sunday mornings podcast we loved having Taryn on and are inspired by her passion and her raw sharing of her fertility journey and everything else along the way. You can connect with her directly at allalienmethod.com or on Instagram at Method. That's alaline A-L-A-L-I-G-N-E, method, M-E-T-H-O-D. And if you wanna get in touch with us, share a story or be a guest, please give us a shout at sundaymorningscommunity at gmail.com. Till next time.